0: Hey, what's up? This is the Risk It For The Biscuit podcast, a show about people who make social change happen. Today on our show, we are talking about local food. I am joined here today with Adam Caravelli. So Adam, I hear you're interested in local food activism?
1: Um, yeah, you can, you, you can say activism, you can say local food. I just, um, food is amazing. I have a deep passion for food. And when I say food, I, I think just really good and tasty, amazing food. Yeah. And when I came here to McMaster, I just saw that the food in the student center was the total opposite. <laughs> and it was like, it was just, it, it, just, it behooved me. It was unfathomable. It's just like it was like going to a food court at Line Ridge Mall. Mainstream, mediocre food, pizza, pizza, Tim Hortons, Starbucks, Booster Juice. <laughs> like I thought, university was supposed to be a place of social change and and transformation, and it was supposed to be different. And meanwhile, it's the exact same. It's 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 status quo. So I was I, I couldn't believe that when I came here to school, I was just I was blown away, away, far away.
0: Didn't they get some Asian food and some other food recently, though?
1: Yeah, I I, I think think they're trying to get more ethnic food in the university, which I think is very, very important. McMaster has a culturally diverse population, and therefore they need to represent this. Whether it be Asian food, South American, African, we need to be doing a lot better at what we're currently doing.
0: Hey, so you sat down with the vice president of Fortino's and had a conversation about local food. Could you tell us a bit more about that?
1: One of the things about it, it, can, it can be Fortino's or any grocery store for that matter is that they have local food, but unfortunately it's very difficult to identify. It's not... Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't see it. You have to use a magnifying glass to go through the store to find local food, and I think that's a problem. Consumers want to buy local food. Local food should stand out.
0: So what was your goal going into this interview?
1: The case that I made mm-hmm. was for grocery stores to identify what local food they have, because consumers would love to know about local food. For, so, for example, I was in the summertime. I was coming back from the uh, the gym. I was exasperated, a little bit sweaty. <laughs> uh, it was summer, first, summer of first year, and I wanted to get myself a treat. And I usually like having apple butter in my yogurt. So I just grabbed... Any apple butter. And I went home and I made a yogurt parfait with it. And when I was sitting down and and pondering this yogurt. uh, Pondering the
0: yogurt.
1: Pondering. No, not pondering the yogurt. (laughs) Pondering my experience of coming home to the gym and realizing that I could have pushed myself a little bit further at the gym. But unfortunately, whenever I go to the gym, I exercise my mouth more than uh, my actual body parts. And so I was eating this yogurt with this apple butter in it. And I was like, I was stunned because the apple butter was from Wesley, Ontario. And it was sugar-free.
0: Yeah.
1: It was in a glass jar. It was unbelievable. And Wesley, Ontario, was a 50-minute drive away from our house. But, yeah. unfortunately, on the apple butter jar, which I actually got from the Fortinos, it said Wesley, Ontario, and very, very small print. Yeah. 90, 99% of people would miss it. But yet, if people were to know that this apple butter was from...
2: Wesley, Ontario. Wesley,
1: Ontario, they would go ballistic. They'd lose their mind. Because they're like... Oh, Oh, my God. I can't believe Ontario, Wesley, Ontario, a 50-minute drive from my house, produces this amazing apple butter product. And so not only do you get a sense of pride from knowing that this product comes from the area that you live in, but it just tastes amazing. Like, this apple butter is bar none better than any other apple butter I've had. And I'm quite quite an apple butter connoisseur.
0: All the listeners are going to search up this apple butter now.
1: I I hope so, because... (laughs) It's taste, and it's sugar
0: free. They're gonna it's, drive 15 minutes just to get it. You don't have to. It's
1: you at don't your have it's, it's <laughs> at your nearest grocery store, but unfortunately it's not in bold big letters. You gotta do some searching. But the best treats are the ones that you gotta go digging for.
0: Yes. Well, I heard you took a very unconventional approach, which is you walked in there and then you said, most people don't care about this issue or something.
1: Is so what, no, not exactly. So, what, what this Fortinos thing, and, and this goes back to another key issue, uh, no matter what you're dealing with in the world, and that is whatever your cause is, whether it's painting church ceilings, picking peaches, saving seals, or whatever activism you believe in, is that you need to have relationships. It's based on relationships. You need to be able to link yourself with other people. You need to be able to find other people, you need to work with other people. Collaboration is such a huge part of making things happen. Whether it's whether it's anything. You want to write a book, you want to build a treehouse, anything. You need to work with people because when you're working with people, you're able to take your ideas to the next level and it just shines. So fortunately, I I knew somebody who knew the owner of a grocery store and yeah. they got me a meeting with them. Yeah. And then through this meeting, th- fortunately, I was able to build up a good case. And the only reason why I built up a good case for this grocery store to consider highlighting local foods better than they do is because I, I engaged with professors, other people at McMaster's, students. I talk. Pretty much, you have to talk and you have to engage with what's around you.
0: Okay, so now that you went to Fortino's, what is Fortino's going to do to make local food more visible? <laughs>
1: So they um, they're going to try to engage in a campaign that talks more about exposure and putting uh, local businesses more at the forefront, which is which is important because local food providers are an integral part of the Ontario economy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One in nine jobs in Ontario is based on the food sector. So uh, the gross I I think it's important for any grocery store. To understand that, you know, food just just doesn't come, this isn't poof, you do a magic wand and, and food just magically appears. It doesn't come out of a, out of a microwave. There's labor and there's a process here with food. And we need to kind of expose the story of people that are on the front lines and doing this this very difficult work. I mean, I I work up I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning. I couldn't imagine if I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to do half the work that these farmers do. It's unbelievable. it's it's, it's really when you, when you think about it, God bless them, honestly.
0: Yes. So you're, you're an activist for local food, basically. So what would you say is the key to success as an activist? You said connections, right? Anything else?
1: Right. So I think, okay, we, what we need to understand here is, unfortunately, the word activist and activism has a negative connotation. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know why that is, but when people hear the word activism come out of someone's mouth, it's almost like... It's like it's like a disease was just spread or something. Like, people run away from it like the plague or like it's the next swine flu. Well, I don't understand it because I see activism advocating, mm-hmm. advocacy as passion. I mean, are we not all passionate about things? People who drink beer, they're beer activists. I mean, they go every weekend, go to keg parties, keg stands, whatever. So I think... That we need to understand and be more sympathetic and appreciative that the word activist and activism isn't this crazy, mind-boggling, weird type of of movement that are only done by tree-hugging, granola-bar-loving, hipster, goofies. Because it's not. And then, so, it's just about pursuing your passion. And so, talking about connections and talking about relationships, if you want to do something in order to get to your goal, mm-hmm. you need to be able to take in what's going on around you. Because so much of what you're thinking isn't a sliced bread idea. It's not a new idea. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And so I, I went to a conference uh, in Ottawa. And it was a conference. It was like more of an innovation boot camp conference. And there was a doctor there from uh, the UN. I couldn't even believe that a UN doctor was here. But he he said something quite profound, which kind of bothered me. And it kind of was kind of like a food for thought. And he said to me, relationships run the world. Yeah. And I'm thinking of this more in how I got into a grocery store was through a relationship. How I developed that amazing plan was through um, connecting with other people and them seeing something in me. And then there was, we were just engaged in a relationship. So unfortunately, newsflash, the fact of the matter is that relationships play a significant role in how this world is run. It's, it's unfortunate. It's sad that this is true because this means that so many amazing people that aren't tapped into these networks and these webs of relationships are missing out. But it's it's the truth. And so we need to be able to get into these relationships. And you don't then this is not a huge idol, uh, ideological shift that you have to make in your life. It's nothing profound and nothing obscure that you have to totally relive the way you're living. Just just just. Get out there. Talk to your professor. Your professor has office hours. There's so many clubs that are going around on at the university. McMaster is an uh, amazing place. Hamilton, there's so much stuff. Chamber of Commerce. uh, Keenan Loomis, unbelievable person. He's the executive director. He's helped me in so many things. Hive, Environment Hamilton. Whatever you're into, there's someone who's doing something about it. And just talking, engaging with people, telling people how you think and... Telling people what you want to do, and you know what, people are people flock to good ideas. Passion is infectious and it's contagious, and so just, just, just be yourself, and everything's gonna work out. Put your head down, passion, persistence, it pays off. But more importantly, it's just fun. Like doing, living the change you want in the world is fun.
0: Most students are short on cash, and most students basically, I don't think they really reflect as much about like the grand scheme of life. And, as you do, right? So, they'll argue that organic or local foods cost more, and at the end of the day, they don't seem like a viable option. What would you say in
1: In Right. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, people say this to me all the time. I have argued, you should see my, at Christmas time, I engage in, like, philosophical, we're supposed to be breaking bread and enjoying delicious lasagna and roast beef and pork tenderloin, but we're talking about, like, local food. And it's, it's kind of it's 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 a topic that we need to talk about. Yes, local and organic food costs much more money than yeah. your standard food, and I think that we need to understand that there's a reason why local organic food costs more because so much more is going into local and organic food. An actual farmer, an independent farmer, is growing these food. It's not being produced assembly line style in a factory where people are just cogs in the machine and just pumping out product. When you're when you're dealing with local agriculture, it's they're working. Local farmers are working with the land. They're not working against it. They're creating a place for biodiversity to, to flourish and strive. Bee populations, deer populations, creeks, um, woodlots, and, and, and things like that. So it's, it's very, very important to understand the reason why local food, organic food, costs more is because more goes into it. And
0: this is something that Chef Ken from Nellie James 2 talked about when we took a trip down to James Street South here in Hamilton, Ontario, earlier this week to sit down for an interview with him. Here's a short clip of Adam speaking to Chef Ken.
1: What I just love is that you do food so much differently here at Nellie James. You bring whole foods in, and you don't do it the easy way. You're not opening up bags and tearing things open and poof, voila, magic, it goes to the customers. You're interacting, engaging with your food, and it's a lot more time-consuming, so much more work, probably a little bit more stressful. But at the end of the day, the product that goes out to... Customers is just unequivocally better. Why? Why do you do this? Why do you go the harder way when you could? It could be so much more simpler and easier.
2: Why? Because this is the only way you can do it if you're working with local people. Being executive chef at a few places, I could pick up a phone and say, "I want 20 beef tenderloin, lamb tenderloin, veal tenderloins." Click. They would be there the next day. I can't call uh, Tanya and say, "Tanya, I need three goat tenderloins." She'd be like, "No." I'm not killing one and a half goats for your tenderloins. I'm not doing it. I'm not killing, yeah, I'm not killing these goats for your tenderloin. You either take half a goat or a whole goat, you cut it up, uh, and uh, that goes with a lamb. You're either going to get the whole lamb or half a lamb, wild boar, Berkshire pork, uh, local Wagyu beef. So it's not for everybody. Many chefs refuse. It's too out of the box. Most chefs prefer to be know exactly I want 12 to 14 ounce lamb rack chops delivered tomorrow, New Zealand, New Hampshire, whatever. We need to engage with this type of cooking, not only because um, it's a great way to eat, a beautiful local product that hasn't traveled 500 miles, also um, it enables the small farmer to basically make a living. Not get rich, but make a living because the gap between big business and small business, the gap is, is, is widening, you know? So in order to uh, sustain this part of living, this part of our life, we need to support these people.
0: So Adam, back to local organic food. You'd think, okay, maybe the organic has a justified reason for costing more, but you'd think if it was just like local food, like it was closer, there'd be less transportation costs, so it'd be actually cost less, wouldn't you? That doesn't seem to be the case.
1: Right, exactly. So you would think that since local food is coming from Brantford and Ancaster or Oakville or Burlington, Ontario, should be cheaper than food trucked all the way from California or Mexico or Guatemala. Yeah. And that's, that, may, that, that does make sense. But when we're dealing with food that's coming from California and other parts of the world, it's part of industrial agriculture. And industrial agriculture is able to produce vast, huge, massive quantities of food, like economies of scale. They produce so, so much. And by you producing such high volume of, of products, you're able to charge less. Where local local farmers and local pr- food providers, uh, local artisans, they aren't able to produce that much because they don't, they don't have the capacity to produce 7,000 loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. Like a like a, like a, a a conventional grocery store bread we find in the stores, mm-hmm. so that's why they're dealing with much less quantity, and when you deal with much less quantity, profit margins are much much more smaller and much more narrow but it's it, this is it, this is a great conversation we need to, we need to start talking about these things. Why does local cost more? Does our government need to step in at a point and start maybe trying to give more incentive to buy local by giving them? Subsidies and grants and support. This is this food is fundamental to human beings. We eat food three times a day. It's interacting with us in one of the most intimate ways possible. We're putting food into our mouths. It's like it's such a sacred act. We need to give it much more attention. We just can't be like Florence Nightingale flying and wheeling and dealing with our food and not thinking or engaging with it. We need to really, really, really think about what our food is because food is the basis of life.
0: Is there any places you recommend for getting um, less expensive uh, local food or maybe farmer's market?
1: Yeah, um, yeah like, like, for example, uh, Hamilton has got so many amazing outlets to buy local and or- organic food.
0: Speaking of this card, you made a discount card for McMaster students at these uh, places that sell local food?
1: Yes. Um, so, uh, fortunately, uh, the director of Mac Farmstand Caitlin uh, is uh, an amazing person. She's uh, creative. She has vision. And she allowed for me to go out into the community and to try to build a local food discount card that gives McMaster students, faculty, and staff a 10% discount to 11 places in Hamilton that have a focus in local food. And some of these places, um, they offer, like, great local food. Uh, Real Food Kitchen and Market, for example, is a five-minute we could be there.
0: I've never been there. Where it's, is
1: that? It's in it's in Westdale. Know. If we were to leave where we are right now, we could be there in seven minutes, and we could be eating a lovely, lovely salad, a nice, a nice bisque, a nice, nice tomato soup. Seven minutes away from right now, we don't even have to run there. We could walk. That's an amazing location. Um, Nellie James Two on James Street is like uh-huh. it's Chef Ken is an unbelievable. He's almost like a philosopher in a sense, the way he talks about food.
0: Make some connections.
1: Yes, yes, make some connections. Make some connections with Nellie James because they have they 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 have amazing food. It's all chalkboard menu where Chef Ken cooks based on the ingredients that he gets coming in and how he feels in that day. So there's there's many, many different different outlets for local food in uh, Hamilton. And if you're a McMaster student, there's many different outlets for students. To buy local food, for example, like Mac Farm Stand. they only they are they they operate four months out of the year, uh-huh. two days a week only out of four months of the year. But there's there's still access for food. But I think the points that you're making about accessibility and cost of food is really really important. I was reading an article in the Silhouette. It was done in the summertime. And, like, the cost of the, for healthy food is just, like, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more.
1: I was reading a testimony from a student where he says he wants to buy uh, healthy fruit, but he can't. Like, he, he, he he's he's forced to buy the hamburger and french fries and the mozzarella sticks because he can't afford to buy a dessert-sized container of uh, pineapple, strawberries, or apple because it's, he's not getting enough value for it. He's not, is, is, he's not. He doesn't have enough money, enough money to afford that. So we need to start having real conversations on campus about how do we make real food that is better for ourselves to eat and for the environment much more affordable. Because if we don't have, if because what what's the point of all this amazing local organic food existing if we have no access to it, if we can't participate in it? It's like somebody making pasta. Homemade pasta every day, but they just freeze it all and they never eat it. And they got like 50,000 massive freezer loads full of the most delicious fresh pasta, but they never eat it. That's kind of what's happening here. It's not a matter of access and and not a matter of local food existing or not existing Local food doesn't need to be created. It's here. We just need to be able to make it more affordable.
0: Adam, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming out and talking to us about this important issue.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Have a, have a nice evening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Risk It for the Biscuit podcast. Be sure to follow oprah McMaster on social media and don't be afraid to get involved. If you know someone who is making positive social change happen, be sure to get in touch. And remember, when it comes to social change, you got to risk it to get the biscuit.